Hello and welcome to the New Zealand Initiatives podcast. My name is Oliver Hartwig. I'm joined today by Dr. David Orr, research fellow here at the initiative and the author of a new research note, Unemployment Insurance, a recipe for more unemployment? Hello, David. Good morning, Oliver. Tell us about the research note. What is it about? It's about a proposal which we got from the government in budget 2021, but we still don't know all the details. But what do we know about the government's plans to introduce unemployment insurance? Well, you're right. We know actually very little. Um, we know that they're preparing a more detailed proposal for an unemployment insurance scheme for New Zealand. Uh, and all we've been told literally is that it might look a little bit like the ACC scheme, perhaps replacing 80% of lost wages if someone becomes unemployed, and that it would be time-limited and possibly linked to uh, training opportunities. But I think um, this paper tries to fill in some of the blanks by looking at uh, common design elements of unemployment insurance schemes from around the world. Uh, and it also has a look at whether or not we might actually need it. Um, for example, looking at the functioning of our labour market at the moment. Mm. Uh, and you are particularly well placed to write that kind of paper because in your previous job at the OECD, you dealt with countries that already had such schemes in place. Yeah, that's right. I actually worked... Uh, on Belgium for a, a while at the OECD and they have an unemployment insurance scheme, a very generous one and actually is very uh, unusual in the fact that uh, the benefits you can get from that aren't even time limited. So mm. a little bit of the effort we put into the country survey for that um, was was to look at how to improve their unemployment insurance scheme to uh, reduce some of the, the harm it was doing to their labour market. So that's probably quite important to highlight. You're familiar with these schemes because you have seen them. You've actually lived in Paris, where in France they have similar they schemes also have as those well. Schemes. Mm -hmm. For most New Zealanders, meanwhile, here this is something completely new because actually it's not a feature of our current welfare approach. How does it currently work? Well, look, it's actually very different. So our current uh, welfare system is really one um, based around need. It tries to target, and actually it does a very good job um, compared to international um, examples of targeting uh, transfers, welfare payments to those uh, people and households that need them the most. Unemployment insurance isn't really about that. It's uh, linked to your past employment and your past wages and uh, actually benefits typically go to, especially if you think about lifetime earnings, people who um, are, are more well off because, as I said, they're linked to wages. So if you become unemployed and you were a high wage earner before, you will actually get quite a high benefit, especially with a replacement rate as sort of intimated by the, the government of 80%, compared to someone on a low wage who might get uh, a lot less. But the basic difference between the current New Zealand approach to unemployment benefits and what's happening, say, in Europe is that here it's part of the welfare state, whereas in many European countries this is effectively an, a separate insurance scheme on top of that. Uh, that's how it's sort of organised and with additional um, costs or, or taxes to, to cover those schemes. Well, let's talk about the costs then. We don't know yet how much our system will cost, but we have a rough idea by just looking around the OECD, looking around Europe, where we can see how much these schemes typically cost. And what is that roughly? Yeah, well, look, there was a, um, a good study done by the ILO, 
uh, and it looked that's at... the International Labour Organization. That's right, and it looked at about 15 or so advanced uh, economies that had such schemes, and the costs uh, tend to range from between about 8% of total payroll or you know, employees' income um, in the countries like Denmark um, to as little as just over 1% in, I think, Japan it was. But the average is around about 25 to 3% of total payroll. And again, and that's another difference between the current setup because whatever you receive as a benefit currently goes out of the general budget, whereas in the other countries with unemployment schemes, unemployment insurance schemes, you have to pay a levy on top of your income tax. Yeah, they're typically funded through levies or um, something called social security contribution taxes. And is that what you would expect here? That's that's my best guess of, of what will be happening. It's the most common, um, common way. And one important thing to uh, mention is, of course, these what the schemes cost isn't sort of a lottery. It's not a random draw on cost. It depends on how generous the schemes are, of course, how many people are going to qualify depending on how it's designed, how much unemployment there is in the country. All of these kind of factors will play into that. And because we don't have the details yet, all we can do is speculate, but a good guesstimate would be, what, 1% or 2% of extra tax on top of your normal tax bill? Well, I think there, this is actually um, quite a difficult thing to work through, again, because you said there are um, limited details. The one thing we know is that the replacement rate, the amount of your past income that the uh, unemployment insurance scheme here look is, is looking to uh, replace is around 80%. Mm-hmm. That's very high by international standards. And then, and then it depends on how long you actually get this. Then there are the other factors, like how long you, you will get it for and so on. Now, and will it be capped? It, probably it will be capped. So mm-hmm. w- what, w- what we might say is that on the one element we know about, it looks generous. Uh, so uh, we could probably expect it to cost maybe even a little bit more in the longer term than the average cost across these countries. It might start off relatively modest because we have very low levels of unemployment at the moment. Mm-hmm. But the thing about unemployment insurance, which the paper really tries to get into is that it has perverse effects on uh, the labour market, on your incentives, to, on people's incentives to work. And over time, we could expect that the unemployment rate and the share of people in long-term unemployment will grow, and therefore the costs mm-hmm. of the scheme will also grow. Sure. So I would expect um, if everything else, if all the other parameters look kind of average compared to the rest of the country, but we have generous benefit levels, then then perhaps we'll end up costing you know, a little bit more than the average, which was about 2.5% across countries, so mm. maybe maybe 3 or 4 in the end, who, who knows uh, at the moment. But oh dear. it's the, not going to be cheap. I wouldn't expect it to, and, to be cheap in the end. And the government would most likely call this a levy, but effectively it's a tax. Well, words like this don't mean much to me. If it, if it comes out of my, of my uh, salary, then... Um, you know, I think of it as a, as a tax, whether you call it a tax or a levy or a gift to Santa Claus, uh, whatever you want. Well, that's the other question, really. Um, it will come out of your income, but in Europe, at least, some countries, some governments are really good at disguising that fact because it actually comes as a contribution from your employer combined with a contribution that you yourself has to make, have to make as an employee. Yeah, well, I mean, we as economists know that these things are all sort of 
related and that um, in the longer term people's um, you know salaries re- relate a lot to their productivity not to um, not to how you know um, rules around how yeah. payments are made yeah. from by employers and employees so um, it, it will effectively be a tax uh, it might be a tax by a different name it might be a tax in disguise but it will be a tax well that's how I'm thinking about it for right. sure good now we'll pay a tax some people will receive some benefits when they become unemployed. Um, how um, generous these benefits will be remains to be seen. How long they'll get them remains to be seen. Whether there will be some caps remains to be seen. However, the economic effects of having such an extra scheme can be quite severe because it actually has a negative impact on employment. How so? That's right. Uh, in fact, um, you know, unemployment insurance schemes have been around for quite some time. There's actually a lot of uh, economics literature and, and work, um, both from a theoretical perspective, thinking about the reasons why uh, unemployment insurance might lead to more unemployment or longer spells in unemployment for those people who become unemployed. And then also theoretical work, which goes out and tests based on, normally based on sort of changes that happen to unemployment insurance schemes, either because the, say, for example, the length of time you can draw a benefit, the maximum length maybe increases from six months to 12 months, or the benefit level, you know, the replacement rate I talked about before perhaps increases, you know, for argument's sake, from 60% to 80%, and they go and test what what happens. So um, the paper sort of um, leverages off a couple of really good reviews of, of the literature, one done in the early 2000s and another one done about uh, 18 years later, I think, and, and both of those reviews come back with the, the same conclusion. The, both the theoretical work and the empirical work suggest that, yes, um, unemployment insurance increases the level of unemployment and the length of duration in unemployment. Um, so, so in very simple terms, if you pay for something, you're typically going to get more of it. That's a good way of looking at it. You're, 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 you're um, paying paying a lot to be unemployed so make it I, more attractive to be unemployed yeah so I mean this is a good a good time to bring in so you you mentioned before I worked um, on um, Belgium when I was at the OECD and in preparation for that survey where I told you we did look at the unemployment insurance scheme uh, we did get a lot of anecdotal sort of evidence and stories when we were talking to unions and, and other players around the labor market uh, in Belgium about how the scheme is sort of worked uh, for example there were a lot of troubles with um, people nearing the end of uh, their careers say and wanting to take you know leave a little bit earlier so they would um, quite easily get uh, you know um, reasons from their doctors why they didn't need to work anymore and so it's a transition into retirement so yeah so so it sort of became a, an early retirement scheme if you like for a lot of people um, but look, I mean, from a basic economics um, point of view, it it, um, it makes unemployment more attractive relative to work because instead of losing, you know, a very large proportion of your income when you're not in work, you only lose a very small proportion of your income when you're not at work. So on the margin, um, you know, it's it's um, you'll see more people. Um, in unemployment for lot for longer, and there is a tragedy um, that once you make it more attractive to stay unemployed for just a little bit longer, your employability actually decreases over time. 
Yeah, that's that's um, a good point, actually, Oliver, because one of the rationales, I think, uh, that proponents of unemployment insurance schemes would use is that they worry about a phenomenon called wage scarring where, uh, you know, if there's no support uh, if you become unemployed, they worry that you'll rush to find a, a job and it might be a poor quality job. You'll end up with lower wages than you had in your previous job and that might persist. But again, economists, empirical economists, look at the evidence on what, how good job uh, matches are uh, when taking account of unemployment insurance. And the, actually the evidence is that um, job matches aren't really any better when you have unemployment insurance because I think... As well as sure, there's it, get, it might give you more time and opportunity to search for a better job over a bit longer time. But on the other side of things, your employability might be decreasing because your um, skills are becoming less relevant. For example, so in all likelihood, judging um, by the international experience that you have analysed, such a scheme would most likely lead to worse employment results, longer periods in unemployment. It would cost a lot, um, whether it's a, an explicit or an implicit tax. So altogether, such a scheme might not be that successful. And yet, as you also point out in the paper, it would be almost impossible to wind it back. Yeah, I, I think uh, looking around, I'm not sure of many examples of where unemployment insurance schemes have been wound up. Um, but you do find um, plenty of examples where they expand to end up being larger social insurance schemes which cover um, you know, a wider set of objectives like uh, those around health care, old age pensions, old age care, disability. Um, so it looks like actually um, if we might start on this path, it might be just the beginning of a path um, rather than uh, you know, looking and seeing how it's going and uh, if it's not providing good outcomes. Um, and it would, it, around. it would really change the face of New Zealand. It would change New Zealand into a Western European-style welfare state, right? It would. I think it would certainly look very different than now and it would be, um, as, it, as it was in Europe, a very complicated kind of system to administer because the current sort of set of welfare... Um, arrangements a lot of those would still exist and what you would probably see is sort of a two-tier welfare system where you have a generous unemployment insurance system but you also have a more needs-based um, basic system but there'll be lots of um, details and confusion and and odd incentive effects to work out um, around the the merging of those two systems and how they operate together. So quite important changes ahead um difficult to withdraw once introduced, so makes it all the more worthwhile to look into that now while it's being debated. So thank you very much for your report. Thank you for filling us in on what you found, and uh, we'll watch this space with interest. Thank you, Oliver. Thanks. Thanks.